Hey, Ms. Rez audience, I have my panel this week. Listen, good subject. It's hard to hear, but it needs to be talked about. It's racism. And I know the first thing you're going to think, well, okay, is it just a panel of a bunch of black people attacking white people? No, we're giving our perspective across the board. Hey, just stay tuned, listen, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Father God, I thank you for bringing our panel together again today for another session. Lord God, may that everything that we talk about resonated with those who listen near and far. And Father, I thank you for bringing us all together for another week from keeping us from all her harm and danger. And Lord, as we continue to serve you and do your will, Lord God, that everything that is discussed, everything that's touched, will somehow glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, you guys, welcome to Miss Red's podcast with her phenomenal panel. We need a name. I mean, it's Miss Red, but you guys are somebody too. We need a name. We need a name. Um, okay, you guys, we wanted to come this week and we wanted to discuss something that, yeah, may seem like it's a common topic, but now that you start digging into conversation and getting different people's perspective because we all are different. We all um, face our own challenges in our own life with certain situations. I wanted to come today and speak about racism. Um, during our last meeting, Howard and Adrian brought up something very, very um, important that I want to start off with today. Howard, um, will you tell everyone who are not um, familiar from where you are from and where you grew up at, your area? Uh, I was born in Connecticut and I was raised um, in Delaware, though, um, from the age of nine up to 30, till I moved to Georgia to 34. Okay. So um, basically you had a good amount of time and up north, as we would say, correct? Yep. Now, Howard, did you experience racism up north? So I, I don't think so. I don't think that. I don't feel like I had a direct racist experience. Like you know, some people can pinpoint like, oh my god, this was so racist. Like I didn't have that many racist moments. So I don't. I don't have, like, those same experiences some people have. I've seen racism, but me personally experiencing it, I've been lucky enough uh, not to have experienced it. Now, I did, the first time I thought I experienced racism wasn't until the pandemic when when they wouldn't serve me in the store uh, because I didn't have a mask on. (laughs) So that was the first um, level of, I thought, Oh, racism, but it wasn't. It was just pandemic. So. Oh, okay, okay, all right. And we'll get to how you know. I understand, like you said, you thought it was, but even that, right? That alone is another, you know, um, a topic and level of just making somebody feel isolated. Um, Adrian, you had brought up um, a very important topic about the Black Wall Street. 
Um, Adrian, a lot of people are not familiar or even know what it is, and some have heard about it, but you were able to give some good, you and Howard both were going back and forth with some good, knowledgeable things about Black Wall Street. Will you um, catch us up to what is the Black Wall Street and why it was something that was significant during the time? Okay, um, so Black Wall Street, just there's many Black Wall Streets that, you know, haven't been discussed, but the main one is the one in Oklahoma. So there was a thriving Black city in Oklahoma where, you know, it was most, it was predominantly Black. Um, Everyone was predominant. They were rich. They had money. The town was lucrative. So in the middle of the night, um, white people came in and cleared out the town. They burned it down. They killed families, children, um, and so forth, and just destroyed the city. So mm. that's that's the, the, the briefing of it, not the whole detail of it, but that's pretty much what happened. Um, a lot of people will tell you that Lake Lanier mm-hmm. um, it was a black city that they drowned it out and turned it into a lake, came in, took over the city, killed the um, families, and, you know, pretty much it. And then also, I think me and Howard was talking, because we were going back and forth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Good stuff. I was like, man, let's record it. So if you think about the major highways, they say major highways were built over black towns. So so if you look at um, Allentuna Lake, it makes you question, okay, so was that a a city that y'all just drowned it out and got rid of because it it was lucrative? It was, you know by black people. And I mean, the most famous one that most people probably don't even think of, because I didn't even think of it up until now, Rosewood. Mm-hmm. How they did Rosewood. How they came in and took it and, you know, killed the families and burned it down. So it's a lot It's a lot of history. Yes, it's negative, but I mean, it needs to be discussed because yes. it's, it's a part of American history. Right. Um, and like Howard said, most people up north haven't experienced racism or, you know, didn't look at it in that way, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Well, they may yeah. I just, I told that line. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, Adrian, I'm glad that you said that, you know, you brought up the word that it may be negative but it's a must be a must conversation because I feel like you know with a lot of things we're trying to get rid of history and everything um it's it's always a time that that um comes that causes the root of things to still have the power that it's had a long time ago and a lot of people don't believe in generational cycles a lot of um, people, because uh, think about it, the ones who came and had the heart and the mind to burn down Black Wall Street because they seen um, 
a majority of brown and black people living a wealthy life, that hate carried on to their children's children's children who are now walking today. And in our generation, what we just experienced with, you know, seeing the hatred form out with George Floyd. So a lot of people, um, a lot of our um, loving white people, because we all on this panel know some good loving white people that just really don't understand or was not raised like that. Let's, let's say that first of all, you know, they're just like, I don't, I don't see color. I'm not into that. I love people for who they are, but then they don't understand why it's so heavy on us when we can walk into a store and be mistreated or walk in a restaurant. And it's been so bold this year. Well, since 2020. It's come back full throttle again. So what was hushed then is now back being the narrative. And I feel like it's, it's definitely not going nowhere because of um, our president. I just, the last three, and it's just evil alone. So, um, it's a lot on us. It's a lot on black and brown people mentally, especially the men. With, you know, um, Howard, with you now being in the South, have it been a mental burden on you with racism? Or are you still being treated like you up North? Nah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's pretty good for me. Uh, it's a lot of black people down here. So I just feel like I don't go to, like, there's places down here where people are like, well, don't go there or, you know I mean, don't go around there. So I take the advice of those people and stay out of those areas. But other than that, um, it's, it's the, the love down here for each other is outstanding. So I don't, I don't, I don't see what everybody else sees all the time, just personally, because I haven't experienced it. So. When you say the love for each other, are you talking about you just predominantly stay around black neighborhoods? Yep, except for where I live. <laughs> now, when you moved into your neighborhood, was you, were you mistreated? No, I moved around white folk, so I wouldn't be mistreated. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... No, let me take that. Let me take that back, because that sounds kind of racist. Um, but... I just moved into an area where I will always feel comfortable. Like, I didn't want to live in, like, the city or anything like that. Like, I wanted to live out in the suburbs. I was raised in the suburbs. I like to stay in the suburbs. I go hang in the hood or the city, but I'm not, you know, laying my head there. Okay. Which is, I mean, it's a good point, take. I mean, you know, pointed out because, I mean, you know, I, we love our people, but, you know, it can be hard. And, you know, yeah. very hard at times. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you said you were told, don't go to this side, don't go to that side, I'm taking it because um, I want our listeners to be able to understand. Are they telling you don't go to this side of town because that's where the racist white people are? Yeah. They'd be like, hey, racist over there. Don't go over there. You know what I'm saying? But so... And it's not, not nowhere like close to the inner city. It's like the country. Cause you know, Georgia full of like all these cities that you ain't never heard of. Like 
So you don't want to be in the wrong country town where they ain't quite over slavery yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, ain't no. Littleton, Georgia. There's still places named plantation estates out in Georgia. Like, if you're in an area and it says plantation, just keep driving. Well, there's a house down here in, the, in my little city, and the house is named Plantation. So, <laughs> yeah. um, now, since you are in a city with history as well, do you experience racism down in your city? Um, I wouldn't say me, per se, but I will say it is still racism here because, oh. you know... Um, this is considered a ghost city, per se. I don't know the history of Savannah, but it's a lot of stuff here. But I would say it's not so much racism between black and white, but black on black. Mm. You know, people don't talk about that anywhere. Just like in Cartersville, I remember when I first moved to Cartersville, um, it was more black on black. If you wasn't hanging with these people, this group... Mm. They ain't want to talk to you. Are you below this? You're, you're this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the and same I, ones that did that, mm-hmm. they you see where they are now. Correct. Yeah. And so um, we always talk about racism of different races, but what about the racism between the race? Because I know my dad said he would never move back down south. Because it was so much racism between on black and black. Yeah, I agree. Self-hate. Yes. Oh, yes. And since I'm glad that you brought up about, um, you know, if when you moved to Cartersville, because me and Adrian grew out, grew up in the country part. And so they would always look at us as, oh, them Sugar Valley girls. Uh-huh. Like we were like, like, like it was something wrong with us. Black people looked at us as black people like oh that's some sugar valley people and we grew up hearing that and i thought what in the world is wrong because baby we had the best stuff like and we are still the best people from sugar valley like maybe they were mad because we had sugar and they didn't i don't know but (laughs) I, i tell you and i and i'm glad that you know even when howard's saying it Sis saying and me and Adrian, you know, experiencing it as well. Um, I will not go where there's, if I don't really know um, the crowd of black people, I really don't want to go because it's always um, a hate. Mm-hmm. It's always like if you, if you got on, like for instance, um, I won't call the restaurant out, but I experienced black on black discrimination, hatred, <laughs> embarrassment. And I literally think because I had on red glasses, because I stood out. I really think she was mad because she could she didn't have on glasses and then they wasn't the big red ones. So this lady like yelled at me and her in her black establishment for absolutely no reason over the word <laughs> C-O-V-I-D. Lady they have lifted C-O-V-I-D 
in all areas. The CDC doesn't even put stipulations or regulations on anything. Am I correct, y'all? They lifted that. Well, at the time, I don't think it had been lifted yet. But no, that happened. Um, that happened last month, and the CDC um, uh, lifted it up uh, earlier this year, they months just, ago. They lifted it, but they did allow establishments to still use their own precautions. Okay, well, that, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but you are a As black a woman. <laughs> You you are a black woman who I'm pretty sure because I was there. And... <laughs> well, why don't you tell it? Because you were there, so let's hear Howard's perspective and how it went. How did it go, so, Howard? So I was I was being um, I, we were enjoying ourselves waiting in line to eat at the establishment. Now, um, the one thing that I do realize is that we do like the you know, call racism, but we don't follow directions sometimes. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) we was was in line and um, we went to place the food, me and my um, daughter, my daughter was there as well, so we went to go place the food, so she asked us what did we want, and um, they told us that we were too close together. They was like, y'all have to separate, y'all too close together. And she said it was like a little attitude, but you know, it was just typical you know, she working hard, it's hot, okay. So she told us we couldn't be all close one at a time. <laughs> so I ordered my food finally, and then <laughs> Phoenicia goes <laughs> to step up and order her food. <laughs> and the lady was like, get back. I ain't called you yet. Get back. Get back on the line. And I'm like, oh, my God, this lady just yelled at her. Like, <laughs> so... I didn't feel racism. I just felt like Phoenicia didn't listen because the lady already said, (laughs) don't be so close to each other. Like, I don't care if y'all together or not. But, you know, Phoenicia being her kind self, she didn't say anything until after the fact. So I just, you know, sometimes we just have to listen. I thought it it was a little aggressive. Um, But nonetheless, uh, (laughs) we still got our food and we, we wound up eating. So, but she didn't just, she didn't just, Phoenicia wasn't the only black person in there that she yelled at, because as soon as we got along, she yelled at somebody else, so. Yeah, like 30 minutes later, and I saluted the lady, because, like, she got back with her. She's like, you better humble yourself. I'm like, like, I wanted the American song to play at that moment. You hear me? Like, you know, I had to, I have to remember, and, and that's one thing that, you know, um, just with us all here, we 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 trying to be and do better. But I, that was like just so not called for. She reminded me of a man that took my cookies and then told me to leave. Like what the? Like you just gonna mistreat me for absolutely no reason at all? I didn't do nothing to you. She could have said, "Ma'am, back away, please." Right? Oh, she dude. did. She, she said, "Hot line, stay behind line." Yeah, she's like, no, get behind that pole. And then, like, I'm. Then she intentionally made us wait because Howard was standing there doing the COVID demonstration with his hands, and for a good ten minutes, she made us wait. All I did, I just extended my hands and said six feet. That's all. Right, right. Because clearly, clearly, she was serious about 
us being close together. And Phoenicia, right. she's trying to disobey the lady, so I'm not trying to disobey the lady. She already made it clear. Oh my she god, she's close together, so stay behind the pole. And she, Phoenicia, borderline still trying to violate. <laughs> just wait, just wait for her to call you. You know what no, I mean? But no, she she just. She just made me, she made me wait a long time though. She's like, like she could have called her over there. Like, I mean, I had at least an extra foot where she could have came over, but you know, I wasn't arguing with that lady. And then Phoenicia ordered her food and she didn't get the food right. So I was like, well, do you want to tell her? She's like, no. So she didn't even really get the full service that she deserved because she got scared of this other black woman. <laughs> but that's, but that's my fault because I took her, we took her to the hood. And so she wasn't ready for that. So Yeah, no. I I wasn't. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. And you know, and, and some people she I was so out of her. Like, I would have I would have shut that down. I would have said <laughs> something. I would have I said no, uh-uh. No. She was she was fearful <laughs> of her own people. So and I like that sometimes, because I mean <laughs> <laughs> to me, just Buffy y'all explaining the situation, it was just really just the abuse of power. And then on top of the abuse of power, you scared you're going to get something from these people that you trying to serve the community. So it's just like, okay, which one is it? You got an attitude because I'm too close, okay? You want me to stand right here, okay? Now I feel like, you know, hell, I'm in prison. Uh, yeah, and, and, his, and his your daughter... Food. And his daughter said, ma'am, we're together. She even said, she told her, I don't care. Yeah. She said to his daughter, I don't care. So at that, like, point, at that point, I knew we just needed to follow directions. But initially, she, <laughs> she wanted to disobey the lady and walk up all close. I'm looking at her like, why are you up so close? Like, you heard what she said? Like, I'm just trying, I'm trying to be obedient. She like the she was like the you know that she just did her job that like, she talked like that to everybody. It, she didn't specify, but everybody had to get behind that pole. But it was just I think it was because Phoenicia heard her say that you know don't be so close, and then she didn't care. She just disobeyed. So well, but I did not really hear it though. That's what I was about to say. I did not hear her saying that because there was a dude behind me. And he wasn't trying to holler at me, but there was people talking behind me. And, you know, you just kind of like, just kind of like blending in with their conversation back and forth. So when she probably said that. Is what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so, even if people behind you was like, don't, don't move. Don't move. <laughs> <laughs> the dude said, oh, I see what she's trying to do, but he had his head looking down to the floor and I had to pick the words bouncing up off the floor because I was like, well, he must know she rude like this or something. He was like, oh, I see what she trying to do. <laughs> I'm like, but you know, this is why you're hearing all of us say we do not want to be around that. We just don't. You try to go and support. They're angry. They're upset. and Or they charging ridiculous prices and so I just feel like um, backing up to the the racism that we have experienced with an, another race, which is predominantly from a white person, um, they just, I think they're coming from what was taught to them. What do y'all feel? 
Like they seen that in um in their time in a, being raised. Um, I think it's a kind of of a mixture of the both. I think some have had like a bad experience with a person of color and Mm -hmm. just popped it up as, oh, the whole race is like that. And then some have grown up in that environment where they just heard it and, you know, they just adapted to it because that's all they've known. But then once they step out of that, they're like, oh, not so bad. Because, I mean, me, you, and Monique both went to Woodland High School Right. And there was some that, you know, you knew just didn't like black people, but there were some that were genuinely good people who were just what back then we would call them rednecks. But they were they were really cool people. I mean, you could sit down and have a conversation with them. And I mean, their heart was just pure. But looking from the outside, you would think, oh, I can't talk to that person because of their appearance. They look like they just don't fool with black people. And it wasn't necessarily the case. And and I'm so glad that you brought the word redneck up. Adrian Howard and Monique, I want to ask y'all a question. Hey, I had to stop it there because there's so much more that we talked about. And I want you to be able to enjoy your day and I don't want to take up all your time. Thank you for stopping in. Stop in next week for part two. Signing out, Miss Red.